Hey, this is Louisiana Sister Squad Podcast, where we bring you real information to enhance your truther lifestyle. I'm Katie. And I'm Tammy. Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. Today we have Jeanne Aikens. She's from Central Florida, a registered marriage and family therapist, as well as a mentor. And today she's going to give us tips on mental health and wellness. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Katie and Tammy. Um, Like, again, I am a marriage and family therapist. Um, I kind of specialize mostly in adults, just psychotherapy, you know, going over depression, anxiety, um, bipolar disorders. I work with some people who were diagnosed with schizophrenia. borderline personality disorder, uh, and that's about it. So I do a lot of individual therapy. Um, I I also did a lot of group therapy, group psychotherapy. Um, And yeah, yeah. And I do work with couples and families. I I prefer to work with couples and families over individuals. But mostly right now, I'm seeing individuals. um, And yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being here, Nay. Um, Your episode did really well, and hopefully some people got some great knowledge out of it. Um, I actually tried to... I tried to tag your therapy with Nay page, and it wouldn't let me do it, so it might still be on private. Um, Or, like, you might have the setting where you can't be tagged. That might be a thing. Um, But... We, you know, I'm looking at um, how like Blanchard's and Erica is trying to get people, you know, kind of paired up and um, like with Faith, they're doing that relationship uh, show. And so um, I was definitely hoping they would come on uh, or I don't know if you're involved to seek your guidance as far as like um, when it comes to like looking at couples, um, what's what stands out? as something that like makes people compatible? Mm, That's a good question. Um, I usually get them when they're like, have issues with communicating or infidelity. Um, But when you look at compatibility, you look at a person's willingness to compromise or their willingness to yeah, compromise and bend to, you know, what their partner wants. And it's, you know, they both have to do that. So what are you both willing to, you know, let go of? What are you both willing to work on? What are you both willing to, you know, grow in and on to better your relationship? So that's, you know, mostly what I see or have seen. Okay. Um, and then so if you're seeing people kind of once they already have trouble, um, do you have something that's like the most common that you're seeing? Like what are a common, what's the most common like divide in a relationship where people just can't come to that compromise? <laughs> Communication. Um, that's like the main issue that leads couples into therapy is communication, whether it is, you know, 
about finances, whether it's about intimacy, whether it's about um, anything, it, it all leads to their their communication and it needing to be better or understanding their partner's communication styles. Because although we may think that a person isn't communicating if they're not talking to us, they're still communicating something. So, you know, understanding that and the partner who is, you know, that person who is putting that wall up, you know, what? Are, why are they putting that wall up? You know, and that's helping them to understand, hey, you're putting this wall up for a reason. So it, it all stems down to communication, that verbal and nonverbal. So communication is key, is really a thing. <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, you know, I've definitely my like from my own personal experience, um went from over communicating to just feeling frustrated like I wasn't being heard um or like the person didn't care about what I was talking about and I felt like I tried like so many different like communication styles um i really dug deep and tried to just connect and resonate with the person um well turns out it's just you know sometimes people are just not compatible and you can't force that puzzle piece together um i couldn't force that into my life anymore and so kind of as a result of that um just like pushing forward it made me really lack in communication skills because they never wanted to be in that place again where it's like i'm trying so hard to communicate and to get to the bottom of things and stuff like that so i got to a point where i just wasn't giving anybody else a, a chance like i wasn't even trying to communicate with people um thankfully since then being able to like move forward and see the value of communication it really just depends on who you're communicating with sometimes <laughs> and so um i do think that like so that sometimes that's still a struggle for me um I have like a mental process of figuring out is this something i want to talk about or is it not um so there's a delay there instead of having like instant communication um is that is there when it comes to something like that like instant communication or delayed communication is there a is that problematic with either style i think you know i come across a lot of people who need to have like a balance in between um, because sometimes there is a need to you know respond quicker than than possible or respond what's on your heart but then there's also times where you need to really stop and think before you say something because you know it could be harmful to you or harmful to the other person or the relationship so it's like, you know, if it's a giddy, giddy relationship and you're going back and forth playing the game, of course, you're, you know, it's going to be fine to respond quickly. But when it comes to, you know, you having a disagreement, that's where you have to really just stop and think before you respond um, and use that, you know, 
where you slow it down and not just blurting out whatever um, is on your mind and it's impulsive and it's uncontrollable and you're now probably beating another person down and it's just harmful to the relationship. No, you, that's when you need to stop and think before you respond. So definitely having a balance in between the two. Yeah, I could see that's definitely, um, that's definitely great advice. Like if it's anything that's, you know, upsetting, it's okay to take your time. Do you see when couples might have a disagreement? Like just again, I can only use my perspective, right? Um, Because I'm not a doctor. So I'm just trying to think of like in scenarios where um, one person is is upset and saying things. And then I know, like, for instance, just myself, like wanting to take a moment to process. And sometimes that moment is short. And sometimes that moment is longer. But how do you what would be your best advice to like encourage patience in the other person? So like if I need a moment to put my thoughts together to communicate, do you have any tips for like communicating just that? I mean, that's, that's even up to you. It's like you also being honest that you do need a minute to respond or you, you know, And from a therapeutic standpoint, in that moment, I would, you know, encourage the other person to think about, hey, you know, there may be times where, you know, you need, you needed that moment to think before you responded. And you got to sometimes put yourself in the other person's shoes, you know, and have some type of empathy. And that's where it also boils down to is having that empathy, but definitely communicating, hey, that you need a moment. Hey, I need a moment to think about this. This is this is really, you know, hard for me to just respond so quickly. I need a moment, you know, and hoping that there is a care and there's empathy that they will respect that. Okay, cool. Like just so even if you can't communicate everything and you need time you know, you still have to kind of like push through that and at least express that you need time to communicate. I think that that's, that's Mm -hmm. really good. And when you talk about empathy um, and communication, so I think for both of those two topics, are there, um, is there an exercise or something that you can do to practice being empathetic towards someone? Ooh, I love to, because when I work with individuals, this is more individualistically based. Um, Some of my clients have a hard time with, you know, battering themselves or having that empathy for themselves. And they just beat themselves up, call themselves names, you know, call themselves stupid and all that good stuff. They can do the same thing in relationships, but it's almost like treating yourself like a child, treating yourself or seeing yourself as a baby, seeing yourself as somebody who is vulnerable and, and almost seeing, you don't want to see the other person as a baby, but how would you treat a baby? How would you have empathy for a baby who is learning something new? So it's almost like practicing, you know, not being so harsh. You don't have to be harsh all the time. You don't have to well at all sometimes you don't have to be harsh you don't have to be mean you don't have to you know one up somebody you know 
so it's like they can practice treating or seeing the other person as somebody they love well hopefully they love you seeing them as somebody that they love and wouldn't want to hurt seeing them as a baby seeing them as a child an elderly person um somebody vulnerable um so that's that's how somebody could practice having empathy for others but you know ultimately it's hard when the person doesn't even know what empathy is or doesn't show themselves empathy. So that's where it's like, okay, how would you treat a baby? How would you treat your best friend? Yeah. And so you would have to, you know, I guess for somebody who um, lacks empathy for themselves I, I definitely see see what you're saying. I know that I can't reverbalize it like you did. Um, but that's that's a great that's a great point and definitely a great perspective to take as to, you know, your kindness. Um what one thing when you're saying you're like you don't have to be harsh and you don't have to basically be ugly to the person you love, um, brings me something that you know, I think about often that I see and a lot of people, whether it be like my staff or anything like that, um, is like pettiness and how it's socially acceptable nowadays to be petty. Um, it really, it really bugs me because people do it and there's not really like a big pushback of like, you really shouldn't be that way. It's, it's, it's pettiness comes from, um, I think like a traumatized place and a place that's definitely not love. I won't say that it's hate, but there's a lot of things wrapped up into that. And so I guess my, my, again, I'm just gonna put it in a personal perspective is, um, how do you advise someone to not be pet if you see someone displaying petty behavior how do you advise someone to not do that do you call them out or not that's a good question um i think it depends on the type of relationship you have with the person um and it can be like hey you can really you know face it head on and say, hey, what you just did was not okay. Like the way that you said that or way that you acted that way, it wasn't, it wasn't appropriate. So you can approach it that way. Or if you have like a much deeper relationship, you can actually let that person know how it made you feel when they did that thing. Um, and hopefully, you know, they can see, but you know, pettiness and, and different behaviors come from, you know, family dynamics. It can come from a person's past. It's something that they probably know and that's all they know and that's how they act. They see their parents act that way. People around them act that way. So it's like a normal thing for them. So it's just tough when, when, you, when you have that because it's also just a sign of immaturity. Um, and, you know, adults can be immature and adults can be, you know, inside little kids that haven't healed from childhood trauma because we've all had trauma from our childhood. And it's how we heal from that. But definitely addressing it, depending on the type of relationship you have with that that coworker or that person 
and, you know, either going to a deeper level and, and letting them know how it made you feel or, you know, more on a surface level of, hey, that's not okay what you did. And you can also set boundaries with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm glad that you brought up boundaries. I want, I did want to ask about when it comes to something like being petty. Do you find that being petty is a passive aggressive behavior, an aggressive behavior, or is that just situational? Um, that's a good question. Because some people find it funny to be petty. Um, it could be passive aggressive, though. Definitely passive aggressive. Because passive aggressiveness can also be funny to people. Yeah. Um, and then when you talk about boundaries, um, I know that there's tons of people that struggle with setting boundaries, whether it be um, just time or how you, you know, allow people to speak with you and things like that. Do you have any best practices for exercising boundaries and like identifying them and then following through on them? Yeah, um, definitely looking at your own boundaries that you want for yourself. I think I, I spoke about this on the podcast, but, you know, set in time, like, if you don't want to be out at a certain time or if you want to be in bed at a certain time or if you want to eat healthier like you don't buy these things you don't buy sugary things like you have to kind of go down like a a mental list of the things that you value in, in yourself and in the outside world and write those things down I'm not saying write down a hundred things but give yourself like five to 10 boundaries that you want to live by. And, and it can be really small, literally as in you're going to turn your phone off at a certain time. You won't turn it back on until the next day if you have an issue with, you know, being on your phone all night and you can't sleep. So you can start there and and work yourself up to, okay, what, what do I want to allow in relationships versus what don't I want in relationships? Do I want somebody yelling at me, calling me all day, texting me all day? No. Do I want, you know, if my friend asks me to hang out every time and it's past my bedtime, will I just say yes or do I not, not allow that? No, you set a boundary with that and you let that friend know that you can't because you have you want to go to sleep at a certain time, maybe next time, maybe not because that's your boundary. Um, if they want to hang out with you, they will compromise or you will come or you will make a time for them on the weekend. You know, maybe it's a Monday through Friday thing that you go to bed at a certain time. So definitely starting with yourself and then branching out to like relationship stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, we did. We did touch on that, but that was definitely a good elaboration. And now I'm seeing like really you don't just have it doesn't even have to just be a mental list like you can make a physical list if that's you know what's good for you i per i personally like to um you know write things down whether it's in the notes in my phone or physically write it um it's a it's a good way to operate and it almost solidifies it takes it out of just being a thought and now you've made it 
like that rule the same as like a to-do list if you rack you'd be like oh i have all of these things to do well that's not very specific or i want to clean the house that's still not very specific but if you write you know your chore list for the day or your to-do list for the week or whatever it be i think that you can also incorporate that for doing boundaries and so um that's definitely something to to consider um and i think that that bit of advice would definitely um help a lot of people as you know like working and so, with so many employees and things like that i see them struggling with things and i do encourage them to write so thank you for that advice because maybe that's something i can incorporate one more thing to kind of add to the boundary setting is to be okay with saying no you know i think especially for some people who like to be people pleasers they want to say yeah 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 be that person that you know, is going to be there for them. But sometimes we have to, to say no and be okay with that because it's good for us. Not saying we need to be self-centered or selfish, but sometimes, you know, we need to be selfish, honestly. Um, it's almost like the the empty bottle pouring into a, another bottle or or filling another bottle with your water into an empty bottle now you're empty so it's like i have to be okay with saying no sometimes definitely and if you if you are a people pleaser like you can really be a people pleaser in a very severe way i would think like there are some people that don't have the ability to say no to something on the flip side what about people who would say that most people don't like to be told no but there's some people that when you tell them no really have a hard time accepting that or that makes them angry just be told no for something um so for anybody that gets upset when they get told no like what what does that mean or what can they do to curve that displeasure so something i've learned um even like in my studies when it came to like family therapy and you know parenting i learned that back in the day parenting um, just think about the parents just saying no and there was no explanation. So now that child is growing up and not understanding why their parents said no because of this this certain thing they wanted to do or or said or asked for. You know, there's no explanation as to why you're saying no. So that can make me upset because it's like, why are you saying no? So I think an explanation is definitely important because that holds the other person accountable and it also you know holds you accountable as well um, because now they know why you're saying no so now if they ask the same question later then it's like okay i know this person doesn't respect my boundaries so definitely ex explaining why why it's a no why are you setting this boundary um so yeah Okay, cool. <clears throat> so being the yes person, 
that struggles to say no. And again, I'll put it uh, just a little bit of perspective. It's just I like I don't I don't mind helping people. I enjoy helping people. Um, I don't particularly like to say no, but I do have a few people in my life that really don't like being told no. They want to hear yes all the time. Um, and it's not always like in a selfish, you know, completely selfish manner or something like that. But sometimes I feel like it's my responsibility to say no, just to make sure that person hears the word no often, as well as sends I always like to say yes. I don't always feel comfortable providing an explanation as to why I'm saying no, because the real reason is, is because I just really want to tell you no. Ooh, personal problem. I'm kidding. <laughs> personal problem. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, you know, that can be confusing, Katie. That can be really confusing because if they hear just a no from you but get an explanation from somebody else, even though you want to be that person to tell them no, what about when they go through life, just thinking about kids, when they go through life and they hear an explanation, then they think about, you know, my childhood. Why didn't my parents explain? Why didn't my mom explain that? So you, you have to be a little careful with that. Yeah, I I agree. And I do think that I am careful with it. But I just know some, again, I, I'm more of a yes person. I think that um, I don't have a lot of really big boundaries. Um, because helping people is something that I enjoy. And if I'm doing something that I enjoy, it's obviously, I'm, I feel like I'm good at prioritizing what's right and what's wrong. So I feel like there's a balance there for me. I don't feel like I necessarily struggle to say no, but I do tend to lean towards always being yes, sure. I'll, I can help make it happen. Um, but I'm faced with a couple of people that just, they, I can I just know they never hear the word. No, they ask for something and and they get it despite I know like the person that's saying yes to them doesn't have time or doesn't want to do it. Um, so I guess I'm seeing more of like the struggle of people that really have a problem saying no and then people that have problems saying hearing no. And so I come in kind of like that sort of just like I'm going to tell you no and I'm not going to give you a reason. So it's really going to drive you nuts. Um, and it's it's not to be is really not to be petty, but it's because I don't have a reason. I don't want to lie to them. I don't have a reason other than you need to hear no. That's, I think that makes me a little bit of a confusing person, but it is what it is. <laughs> if it floats your boat. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, I think the the last thing I really wanted to talk about, um, when it moves into the family aspect, um, again from a perspective, I have two young girls, um, that are you know 
they're becoming a little bit older. They're now 12 and eight. And um, we've been through some things in life and I wanna make sure that they're mentally well. What are some like warning signs that like every parent should be looking out for as their kids are, are you know, going to school and things like that? Any warning signs of like something more serious could be going on? Uh, because kids sometimes can be really good at hiding their feelings. Yes, definitely they can hide it. But also looking at body language how are they in school how are their grades are they acting out especially when it comes to you know with you um are they isolating um are they not eating um temper tantrum so that that's a lot of like war like, those are some warning signs that you can kind of look for um that's what I've seen that have brought my my little kid clients to me because they were either acting out at school, you know, expressing outbursts of anger or isolating. Or, you know, if you have some artists in the house, um, they're drawing things that are depicting angry, you know, faces or, you know, red everywhere, hard drawn or, you know, um talking back you know behaviors aren't the same or how they've always been it's like okay it's coming from somewhere so definitely looking at and out for those things okay cool and then going back to exercises uh, i think that any time is a good time to incorporate things that make people better in their relationships whether it's you know my adult relationship or the relationship with the kids um what have you seen work really well um as like a preventative i won't say a preventative measure but um to be able to check in with your kids um definitely you know just being open and asking questions and and coming from a non-judgmental standpoint um i think what happens a lot is kids think that they're going to get in trouble if they say things which you know you do something wrong you get in trouble and that's that's how our society works so i think that's why a lot of them just isolate and they act out, but they really want help. So, you know, coming from a non-judgmental state and connecting with them on that level and, and also helping them see they're not perfect. You're not perfect. And, you know, people make mistakes. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Hi, Psychic Squirrel. Welcome to the chat. Uh, we're on with Tim. How are you? So fantastic. Okay. Um, if you guys have any questions for Nay, um, I know Tammy has been a little bit um, preoccupied, but I'm sure that she's listening. Um, she didn't text to say that she had anything in particular that she wanted to ask. Um, she's having little trouble at the moment but 
um yeah so if there's anything you guys want to ask go for it um we're gonna start to wrap it up with nay and i will just let her um kind of chat in closing if you have any um anything you want to say in closing nay encouragement positive vibes or whatever else might be in your mind tonight yeah so go ahead and do some self-care guys um especially in these times self-care is super important i think sometimes we can get so focused on what is going on in society and we forget and neglect ourselves so take care of yourself get out in nature um get some sun <laughs> eat healthy um journal spend time with family and friends you know some self-care and sometimes you have to unplug from what's going on you know but yeah don't get too consumed in the world's troubles because guess what they're always going to be troubles like it it won't ever go away so you know take some time for yourself and and just kind of detoxify from what's going on and yeah yeah don't overfill other people's cups with your your water make sure you're pouring into yourself and have people around you who pour into you as well that is good advice um i know just from a truther's perspective, um, we talk a lot about going down the rabbit hole and sometimes we have these tendencies to get um, almost like just enthralled or overly involved with things that are happening. I know just as truthers, we want to be prepared and we really like having the information and there is always something happening. Um, but I especially like the journaling, um, taking some time to to just really kind of get my thoughts in order. Um, like I said, with the to-do list, if I put the to-do list down on paper, I now have space in my mind to think because now I'm just going by a list of tasks that don't really require anything of me mentally so now that i've put it on a paper i don't i'm not thinking about what's next what's next is on a list and now i have free time in my mind to do what i need to get done but i have time to think and then the walking and being out in the garden that's my happy place that's really just turned into something that's um i think phenomenal for our entire family and has been a chance for um us to just connect and look at things and talk about silly things or uh, what's going on with plants or what kind of book is this it's just something different to kind of unplug so that's definitely great advice what do you like to do for self-care uh nay What's your favorite? Ooh, walking. Walking, um, definitely getting into the word, praying. I love to get my nails and toes done. Well, my pedicure, manicure. Um, sometimes I journal, and I'm a therapist, and I tell all of my clients to journal. But, you know, I, I have a personal journal, which is my fiance that I always talk to. But... Um, yeah, I love getting into nature. I love going hiking. Those are some of the things that I like doing that are self-care for me. 
Hey, secret squirrel. Now we have two squirrels on the chat, Nay. You see, you said you love nature, and here comes the squirrels. How lucky are we? Let me Super unmute the secret squirrel. <laughs> when I think about squirrels, oh, I'm sorry. When I think about squirrels, I think about my clients who have like ADHD, and we'll be talking about something, and we'll see a squirrel, or they'll have a squirrel thought. So sorry, squirrel. But you um, should say ADHD and squirrel. <laughs> we, we go together. <laughs> go ahead, secret squirrel. Squirrel, well, I'm sorry. Since I just joined, and it seems strange that both means psychic just roll on in <laughs> when someone mentions mentions something. I don't know. Divine intervention, I don't know. So, um, Nay is the family and marriage counselor, but she also, um, you know, she's a, she's a therapist and she's, she's here to help. If you have any questions about, you know, incorporating things that are good for your mental health, um, into your life or anything in that topic she's here for just a few more minutes if you have a question i've gone through all of my questions already so ask away oh did i scare no there you are actually i can't really think of one right now and so uh, but my good mental health is going to be walking outside i'm sorry sorry quit this squirrel shush That's okay, Psychic. He said he didn't have a question. So um, if you have a question, you can go ahead. I was just going to say for my uh, mental health, what I do is I go outside barefoot and I'm going to go feed the ponies and scratch on them and love on them and everything. And uh, walking barefoot out in nature, that's what is really good for mental health. Yes, that's called grounding. It's a scientific term for it. And doing it <laughs> Yes, yes. I remember, you know, when you're a child doing those things, playing in dirt, like it was great. It was great. I don't know what happens when we grow up. Like we we forget that. But yeah, whenever we ground in, in nature, like it's it's really helpful for our mental health and also our physical health as well. Well, I guess I've never ever grown up ever. That's probably a good thing. I'm kidding. <laughs> 51, I'll still climb a tree in a heartbeat. If you're able to, keep doing it. Keep going for it. And barefoot at the same time. I'm all for it. I'm all for nature. Okay, nay. Um, well, it doesn't seem like anybody has any questions. So I'm going to go ahead and just thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Uh, you're such a beautiful person and you have, you know, just so much advice and tips. And so I'm looking forward to maybe in the future therapy with nay. You'll you know, expand that and we'll see some of these great, um, great tips that you have kind of come out in a little bit more snippets because the world does need more of you. And especially because you are so deep in your faith, um, you are somebody that 
is just an awesome example. And as always, it's a pleasure to be your friend. Thank you, Katie. I really appreciate it and appreciate the opportunity to have done the podcast and also come on here and, and talk a bit more about the mental health standpoint. So I definitely appreciate it. And thank you for being my friend as well. Thank you for being my friend. And I'm definitely myself. Wait, I thought we were doing a duel. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was ready with the bass guitar. I'm totally like this in my session. One, two, three. I was on a um I was on a chat earlier and they started singing um the anthem. That was pretty great. Just because like there was a little bit of like silence and so somebody started it and when he paused, the next person went, went back to him and stuff like that. That happens pretty frequently on CPN in the afternoon, actually. I try to um hop on there. Hey Stan, thanks for joining us. Um, I try to hop on there pretty usually like when I'm going to get uh, my little one from school and when I go on there and they're not singing or chiming in or whatever, I'm just like, where's the music hour, you know, and then somebody will start up a song. And so music is, is therapy a hundred percent. (laughs) So it's good for me. Showing love and appreciation to a veteran can have a positive impact in their life as well as a positive impact on our community. In honor of Memorial Day 2022 and veterans across our great nation, Louisiana Sister Squad podcast along with Hugs for American Veterans presents the Bear Hug Challenge. All you have to do is upload a pic showing love to our military veterans on our Telegram or tag us in an Instagram photo using the hashtag VetsHug. At the end of the challenge, all photos will be submitted by us to the Hugs for American Veterans Facebook page. The entry with the best bear hug photo will win an All-American prize. Contest ends May 29, 2022. Winner will be announced Memorial Day, May 30th. See our link tree for more details. Share the love. Honor a veteran. Join us. Take the bear hug challenge. The truth train doesn't stop here. Did you know that you can connect with us and our guests further? Join us on the uncensored platform, Telegram, for live chats and Q&A with our guests. Hope to see you there. Before you go, hit follow and share with a friend. Wake up to a new episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast every Tuesday.